A quick podcast here. It's Tuesday. It's July 6th, I suppose. Yeah, that sounds right. Tuesday, July... No, it's not Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, July 6th. Wednesday. It's already fucking halfway through the week, and there's so much to be done. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Uh, Anyway... Yeah, I don't have anything to talk about. I just needed to talk. I really, I have nothing to talk about. I got some new shirts. There's something to talk about. I got new shirts, so that's good. Oh, what's this? This might be a podcast that ends very soon, depending on what the thing is that's being typed to me. So I might have to say goodbye in a minute or two. Maybe even less than that, depending on what is being typed to me. <sighs> Taking a while. Going into digging. Did it once you Chris on this? Oh, okay. Uh, if he wants to. Anyway, all right. This is that weird week where like nobody, uh, like any of the radio people that I listen to, they're all like Dan Patrick's on vacation, Jim Rome's on vacation. Howard Stern, I'm sure, is on vacation for probably, if it's like last year, uh, <laughs> be on vacation until probably after Labor Day. Maybe the end of August at the earliest? I don't know. Uh, Colin Cowherd, of course. He's Colin Cowherd is really the ultimate opportunist. And I remember this back, I feel like 2004 was when he started on ESPN. Uh, did he take over Kornheiser's spot? I think he did. Because I think it was like Mike and Mike, Kornheiser, and Dan Patrick. And then sometime like in like August or something of 2004, I think Kornheiser left ESPN Radio and had his radio show continue at uh, whatever it was, 980 in Washington, D.C., whatever it was. And then a few years ago, he left that radio, and now he does. It's the same show, essentially. It's just a podcast, it, like, entirely. He does it at his at his dining room table with his son. And he doesn't have a, uh, as many of the usual guests on anymore, which is kind of a bummer. But occasionally he does. Jeannie McManus and Gary Braun and those guys, David Aldridge uh, and others, among others. Anyway... <laughs> What is that? Anyway, Cowherd came in, and I remember because uh, he was like the new guy, and uh, I started listening to him. I don't know, in the f- yeah, that fall or that summer, maybe even. I don't remember. Whenever he started, I think it was two thousand four. Well, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, but I remember Thanksgiving. <laughs> I couldn't believe because I was just like. You know, I was looking to put podcasts on my iPod because I had to go to work probably Black Friday at the bookstore. I don't even know. Yeah, it would have been that. And I was looking for something to listen to on the way into work. Wait a minute. iPod? 2004. I wouldn't have had an iPod in 2004. Well, so maybe it was two. I think he started in 2004 and I listened. Whatever. Either way, there was a Thanksgiving where like, oh, yeah, I know what it was. I was just listening to the radio, like plain old radio. Remember that? I think 2004 might have been the last time I put on the AM or FM radio. <laughs> um, anyway, 
Uh, yeah, it was Thanksgiving, and I think I was, like, driving to, to or from, you know, whatever, Thanksgiving. My, my future in-laws I w- would, would have been it. And uh, put on ESPN radio, I was like, eh, I don't know what else to listen to. Let's see who the, who the fill-in people are for, you know, it was usually, like, Eric Cusilius filled in for, like, everybody. He was like, it's still strange to me. Like he's, I don't know where he is. He was like NASCAR for a while. He was on the golf channel for a while. I don't know where that guy is, but he was like Mr. ESPN. Like if they needed a guy to fill in, it was Eric Casillas back in the day, like 2000, yeah, 2004, 2005, whatever. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Yeah, because he was he was all over ESPN radio that day. He would, I think, he would literally just go like do, uh, you know, if it was like a holiday, he would come in and do Mike and Mike at six, six until ten, and then he would do like he'd fill in for <laughs> for Colin Cowherd. Although that's my point, Colin Cowherd was never out, and that's what I'm saying is that he just, and I don't I don't mean ultimate opportunist in a bad way. Like he's. He's smart in that sense, whereas others would be like, oh, man, I really want the day off. This guy really doesn't take a lot of days off. He had last week off because he was posting all videos from his tropical vacation and all that stuff. And uh, and then, of course, posting a video from the airport on his way back <laughs> at the like Miami airport or something. And he's got like a, talking about – but that's the thing, man. When you love what you do, like obviously like these guys – Cowherd, Dan Patrick, they all they all fucking love what they do and why wouldn't they? You're just talk, you're talking about sports all day. And if you have a, a mind that's better than mine and you can like fully understand sports to to enough of a degree that you can analyze them and make a, you know, make it entertaining and interesting to listen to, then yeah, you could uh, you could be a a multimillionaire after after a few years. <sighs> um which reminds me, uh, so I, let me get cowherd. Uh, I, I just, I just an hour ago took my ADHD, took my Adderall. So sorry, I'm all over the place, and I really need to be. Anyway, uh, so cowherd, uh, I think started in ESPN in 2004. The herd with Colin Cowherd, uh, and I remember he was working on Thanksgiving because I remember turning it on. Uh, he that was before they were these guys were all on TV. I think Mike and Mike. I think Mike and Mike was the only show that was on TV at this point. But anyways, listening to the radio, driving to Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, and I was like, eh, let me just listen to whatever's on ESPN. Maybe it's a football game or something. I don't know. Maybe it's just like Eric Cusilius, the Eric Cusilius Marathon as he's filling in for everybody. And then Gottlieb would fill in for Dan Patrick, and then Casillas would fill in for like all the night guys, and then they got him his own show. He seemed to be on the right. He must have pissed off somebody, Eric Casillas. He must have done something unforgivable because he was like all over ESPN, and then he was gone. And then he was, yeah, Golf Channel and NASCAR radio, and now I don't know where the hell he is. Maybe he's still on one of those things, but uh, anyway. So, yeah, I remember putting it on. I'm like, uh, let's see. Oh, wow. It's Colin Cowherd. Well, the new guy, I guess that would make sense. He's only been here for a few months. He probably, you know, probably looked a little weird. Like, hey, I just got here. Can I have Thanksgiving weekend off? And, uh, but then come to really come to find out, and he still sort of does that to this day. Like, he doesn't take a lot of holidays off. 
maybe a few days for Christmas, and maybe now he takes the Thanksgiving day off, I think. I don't know. Um, but I thought, like, oh, he's the new guy, so he's he's going to be on his show. But then next year he was there on Thanksgiving and all the holidays and after that and after that. And it's like if you just – I mean, and it was like – I'm sure the guy would have loved to have been home having his Thanksgiving and all that stuff. But then he said, you know what, I'm fucking, I'm hungry and I want to, <laughs> I want to be the, the top guy in sports radio. Uh, so I'm A, just going to keep honing my craft. B, for the handful of people who decide that they, and people on holidays listen to the radio and they watch TV. So <laughs> he probably said, fuck it, let me do, let me do Thursday and Friday. I'll do Thanksgiving weekend. And he did. Like, if there was a holiday, if there was, like, a summer week off like this, 4th of July, like, that guy was on the air. And I'm sure that has served him very, very well. Because I believe, I mean, Dan Patrick was number one for a long, long time. And I know, I think it was last year that the, you know, the rankings came out of, like, the most listened to. And Dan Patrick was number two. And Cowherd was number one. And, uh, you know, listen, Cowherd also now has, uh, you know, Dan Patrick went from like his he was simulcast on radio and on um, on DirecTV for I think about ten years, and then he moved to he was on NBC Sports for a few years, which is now I don't think NBC Sports even exists anymore. They just put like all the Olympics and stuff. They put it on USA and the other NBC channels, and. Uh, and now the only – I mean it's like Com, like Boston, NBC Boston Sports, Comcast, whatever you call it. But uh, yeah, he was on NBC Sports and then on like uh, 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 the, 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 the like Bleacher Report app and then YouTube. And now he's on Peacock, which is – you know that's, that's nice for me because I'm just – I just get Peacock because I'm a Comcast subscriber. So that's easy. And, uh, and all I have to do is just pay like the extra five bucks – I get it free and I pay $5 to have premium Peacock so I don't have to have the commercials and all that shit. Anyway, uh, and, and Cowherd left ESPN in 2015 and went to Fox and he's been on Fox Sports ever since then. He had kind of a bad exit with ESPN. He was supposed to finish out and then he – forgot what the hell he said on the air but they were like, you know what, you can just be done now. And I'm sure he didn't give a shit. I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'll get some extra days off and – you know, to move from Connecticut to Los Angeles and get shit set up, maybe have a, some free moments here, whatever. Fine, good, see ya. Uh, it's always strange. Nobody ever seems to really finish up at ESPN on a, on a high note. You know, like, I don't think Levitard, I mean, they let him have his last show. It was like January 2nd. Like, he came back. It's like, go, most people would end like before the holidays, then take a week or two off and then start their new gig after the holidays, as I have done many times in the last few years. And Levitard, like, they, comes back. It's like January 2nd. It's like a Monday or a Tuesday or something, and he just comes back and has the one show, and then he's done. And uh, I don't think that was a very – I don't think that exit was so great. Uh, Mike and Mike, obviously Greenberg is still on ESPN. They – famously just sort of hate each other <laughs> they are not they're not good pals hey greenie yes garlic um uh so that show ended what like 2017 i want to say and uh and then greenie 
had, well, yeah, he does that Get Up show, which originally was supposed to be like a little of everything, some sports and some celebrities and movies and TV. And everybody's like, it's ESPN. Fucking just do fucking sports. Okay. And so they went back like, okay, we'll just do sports. Yeah. It's a sports channel. We're tuning in for sports, jackass. You know, MTV decided not to have music television a long time ago. Can ESPN please just keep showing sports and sports-related programming? I don't want to see, like, Good Morning America on ESPN or the Today Show or any of that shit. Anyway, Mike Greenberg is going to be ESPN. He's like Dickie V. Like, he'll just be there forever. I, I can't imagine Greenberg would ever leave ESPN. Um, why, why would he? He's got, you know... He's been there for 20-plus years, number of great gigs, gets to do the NBA thing now, gets to, you know, he's got his radio show that he sometimes does and the get-up thing, and, the, you know, he's, he's got everything he wants, I think. Uh, yeah, and I think, uh, I don't think Kornheiser, well, Kornheiser's still on ESPN, but he left the radio thing. I don't think that was a great, and then Dan Patrick left, and that was, that was not such a pleasant exit. At least he got to come back. It was August of 2007. He got to come back for three days and do his three final shows at the end of the summer uh, before his ESPN contract was up. And, uh, yeah, Cowherd left (laughs) eight years after that uh, on not-so-great terms. And it's kind of amazing, too, because you look at ESPN and, like, the talent that they once had. And I get it. You, you have talent that comes and goes, you turn them, they become big stars and they go out and do other things. And, and you bring in the new guys and, you know, try to, you know, there's like, like Pablo Torre is going to eventually be like a really big star. I feel like on ESPN and then he'll probably go someplace else and how he'll, he'll have a falling out with ESPN and uh, go on and do whatever. But anyway, uh, but yeah, Cowherd, this guy, uh, this guy was like working every holiday, working all summer, working during Christmas. It was like, yeah, because guess what? It might not be as many, but people are still flipping through the radio dials, even on a holiday, even on a day off, even on whatever. They're still watching TV. They're still, you know, so I think that probably had a, you know, that helped him a lot to really like grow grow his brand, I guess, if you want to say that kind of douchey thing. But, uh, yeah, he ended up, he's the number one sports and he's got like a whole podcast empire, like Renee Paquette, who was formerly Renee Young in WWE, uh, married to John Moxley, AKA Dean Ambrose, uh, from AEW and also formerly WWE, uh, she has a a good pod. It used to be called the Oral Sessions, and then she just changed it to the Sessions, which I, neither one of those names is that good. But I mean, the Oral Sessions was like, yeah, that's kind of that's funny, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's like if, I guess that would be like if I started a new podcast called Mouth Pleasures. I think <laughs> Mouth Pleasures Podcast. It's Darren Cliff, uh, Dental Cliff, with Mouth Pleasures Podcast. So anyways, he's like her and there's there's a whole bunch of and, and then and then Cowherd in addition to his 3-hour daily radio show, he does like he does podcast he does extra podcasts also talking about sports and he has other people and he has interviews and stuff that and Jim Rome does the same thing like Jim Rome is on 3 hours a day and Jim Rome has like he has uh I forgot what it's called the reinvention program or something where it's like 
you know, it's still sportsy related, but it's not sports per se. It's more like motivational and, you know, finding your whatever, you know, that kind of stuff, self-help kind of thing. And like, hey, here's the problems I had and how I overcame this. And my guest today, you know, like like Jay Glazer was on talking about the whole depression and all that stuff and that kind of thing. It's It's like it's, you know largely still sports in the sports arena with sports related personalities but it talks about you know it's it's not so much the topic of sports uh what is this okay uh, black huh oh i don't know anyway uh that's interesting Um, anyways, so what was I saying? I gotta go. Uh, yeah. And then he has an, he has a separate interview podcast where it's just like, it's a long form interview with different people. Mike Greenberg tried to do that a few years ago, but I think, you know, (laughs) you have to be a more interesting personality, not just like a sports guy. And, uh, yeah, that didn't, his thing didn't last that long. Um, but anyway, these guys all, and Dan Patrick, he has ones where like, he's got different podcasts and he's got ones like different, like pretty big celebrities come on and and talk to him about their movies and all this other stuff. And he's got like a, I don't even remember. It's just, it's too many. It's just too many. But these guys are all, you know, Cowherd's got his, like his restaurant. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, these guys are you know, everybody's uh, got to have, a, you can't just like do a thing. You have to, everything has to be turned into an empire. You can't stop until you've taken over the world of whatever it is you're doing. Uh, and look, I probably would be the same way. So whatever. Uh, anyways, it's just, uh, it's fun. Yeah. This is the week that everybody's on, but Colin Cowherd is on right now because he doesn't seem to take too many vacations. And when he does, it's when the other guys are working because he says, you know what, I'm competing with these guys anyways. How about I'll take this week off when they're still on the air and then next week when everybody's on vacation for 4th of July or for Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever it is, I'll work those days. And that way, uh, you know, people turn on Dan Patrick, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a guest host. They turn on Jim Rome, eh, it's somebody else. They turn on this one, eh, it's a, you know. Uh, let's see what's uh, Cowherd. Oh, it's it's actually Cowherd. It's actually live. It's not a replay. Cool. Okay, I'll watch this. Anyway, I just wish I had enough all-around knowledge of sports to be able to speak intelligently about it. I will say I was talking to somebody the other day at uh, at work when I was in the office. This guy's such a nice guy. He's such a good dude. And uh, we were talking. I knew him from last fall when he helped set me up and all that stuff. And he was just like, I, have I already, I might've already mentioned this. He was just casually talking about like going golfing and stuff. He's like, yeah, I don't know how much time I'll have for basketball this summer, but hoping to get on the golf course. I'm like, Oh, cool. And, and it was, he was speaking very quietly. And there was commotion. I couldn't hear everything. He was just like, duh, 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 duh. yeah. You know, so he's gonna, and I, and I thought I heard him say KG but I'm like, eh, that's probably not what he said. Then he starts talking about like, yeah, he's, you know, he's seven feet tall. You should see the size of his golf clubs. They're like, I'm like, yeah, his golf clubs are probably taller than me. And I'm like, I don't know who the hell he's talking about. 
And then, like, we're going further and further, and I realize, like, yeah, he did. He's talking about Kevin Garnett. And then he starts talking about, like, Shaq's kid. I think I've already, I might have already mentioned this on the podcast. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I don't know who I tell what to. So sorry if I've already said this. Uh, Then he's talking about, like, yeah, coaching this one's kid and that one's kid and all these people. You know, and I'm like, what? What the hell is happening? Like, did I miss a whole big chunk of things? And I'm like, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you, you're talking about like going golfing with when you say KG, like Kevin Garnett. And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, we're friends. I'm like, okay. And he's like talking about like, yeah, you know, coaching this one and that one. And I said, oh my god, that's unbelievable! Like you, you coach all these people. You, you just know all these like NBA guys and stuff. He's like, yeah. And he's talking about someone. Oh, this one was six six and had all the, all the all the ability and like hardworking and all the talent and just everything and, uh, you know, everything on paper and everything watching him during like high school, college. Oh, this guy's gonna be a superstar. He's gonna be big time. And and then he got to the NBA and just kind of fizzled out rather quickly and i said yeah that's the thing you can't ever teach in practice uh you can't simulate the real thing like a real game you cannot no matter what you do and you could have a scrimmage and you can have like everything to try and but you cannot replicate it you can try to simulate it you can't replicate it and there's nothing that you can copy and paste that feeling and the sounds and the way that your stomach feels and the nerves and everything else of going out into the actual arena at game time, especially for the first time ever. And like, holy shit, I am here and I'm competing against whatever Kobe, Shaq, LeBron. Yes. I know nobody's competing against Kobe and Shaq anymore, but, um, you know, any of these guys and, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and that has to I, I said that's that's not anything you can you can practice every drill and all the fun fundamentals and all you know all the like basketball 101 and everything else you can you can create the perfect basketball player and with good coaching and abilities and you know hard work and all that stuff uh, but if this person has <laughs> does not have the nerves uh, I said because the only way to get those those nerves is to just do it a lot and unfortunately a game like you know the professional sports don't lend themselves to people getting a lot of chances to prove themselves you get a few and if you don't deliver fairly early on that might be it and who knows if they just if if we had more patience and gave a guy like an entire season to just get used to just getting reps of like playing at home, playing on the road, playing in these different arenas against all these different superstars that are probably very intimidating at first, no matter how confident you are in your abilities, no matter how good, no matter how many other accolades you've gotten, you're still competing against like established stars. And that has to just be for the, doing that for the first time has to be like, Oh my God, I I can't imagine. So I said, yeah, and you can't, you can't really teach that. The only way for that to happen is for that to happen. And I said, so that has to, I said, can you imagine how many potential superstars never became superstars just based on that alone? So how do you simulate that? You, you know, you really can't other than get, getting that person the reps that they need. 
And this dude was like, oh, man. <laughs> he goes, uh, yeah, you coach basketball. <laughs> and I just laughed. I said, well, if the game of basketball is looking for coaches who can, like, give you 30 seconds worth of nonsense, but nothing that's actually going to help anybody uh, get good at basketball, uh, then yes, sure, sure. A five foot seven white dude who's terrible at basketball. <laughs> couldn't draw up a play you know here's a circle here why don't you go to the right and uh you know get the ball just figure out a way to get the ball and then either shoot it or pass it depending on stuff okay can we do that can we just shoot the ball get it in the fucking (laughs) get the ball through the circle that's it class dismissed go practice uh you know, and maybe I have like a, I don't know, maybe I set like a tiger loose in the, in the basketball, in the gym, since we can't simulate the, uh, the nerves of like playing in front of a crowd against superstars. It's like, all right, guys, uh, I've got today a Bengal tiger and, uh, yeah, you're going to really need to be on your feet, really move fast to outrun this guy. This is, uh, and then when you go up against, uh, <laughs> When you when you go up against Steph Curry, that's going to be nothing compared to the Bengal Tiger. Oh man. Um. Anyway, and then I made some comment. He was talking about like, uh, you know, when people come to his basketball court, he tells the parents like, when your when your kid gets here, they're mine for the time that I have them. I'm the coach. They listen to what I say. I am the emperor of. The, I don't know what he said. And I made some joke. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, that's that has to be the only way. You know, if you're going to have success, like you can't have people bringing their shit onto your court. Leave it at the door. It'll be waiting for you when you leave at the end of the day. And he just laughed. He's like, that's a great saying. He's like, see, you could, you could coach basketball. <laughs> and then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, actually, because <laughs> I love to watch these coaches and study them. They don't really say anything. I love watching hard knocks and all the NFL film stuff. The coaches are just like, they just say stuff like, you got to be tough out there. You got to be mentally tough. You got to be physically tough. You got to get out there. You got to give it 110%. Take it one game at a time. It's just cliches and just like, you know, I got a question for you. You happy with losing? Are you happy with winning? Because if you're happy with losing, guess what? There's the door. No hard feelings. If you're happy with losing, you can walk right out that door right now. Nothing else said. End of story. Or you can stay here on this team of people who want to win. And you can want to win. And you can go out and win. It's just shit like that. It's just like that's it. If you just study enough coaches and just like repeat it's all the same thing just being said over and over again for like decades. And it just, I think it just depends on like, Hey, are you lucky enough to have a really talented team and maybe a group of people who are like listening to some of the shit that you're saying and you can get them. It's just about motivation. Like these guys come in and yeah. And you have all your assistant coaches to go through like the actual stuff of how to like play the game at the highest level that's what your assistants are for. Is your offensive coordinator, your quarterback's coach, your, your defense, you know, all, all that stuff. 
all the different coaches and all their assistants and all the assistants assistants and you watch all the film and then like and then the big coach comes in and is like yeah it's it's nonstop work you have to work but like yeah i think i think based on what i've seen of some of these like really not so great coaches who have made it to the nfl i think like okay if you put me on a team for like a season i think we could win a few games you know if it's a relatively decent enough team like all right you guys know how to play football right Great. So get the fuck out there and play some fucking football. That's you just have to be angry. Get them fired up. You know, I, I don't think the negative reinforcement quite works as well. I think, uh, you know, it worked well for like Tom Brady, but he's from a different era of people who could be like motivated by negative reinforcement. People are like, you know, not really into that stuff. I was never into that. I didn't work so well for me. Uh, neither did positive reinforce. I just didn't, I didn't care what the coach was saying. I just was going to do my own thing anyway. But if you have a bunch of people who are not like me, you know, you could probably coach them into a, to a certain amount of, <laughs> of success just by, you know, if you got enough things. I don't know. <laughs> Basketball though. I don't, I, I feel there's just, there's too much, too much is on the head coach. I think head coach of football, you know, you stand there with the headset on, you scream at the ref a little bit. You have that angry kind of focused look on your face. You know, you, put, you you throw some plays out there. You consult. I mean, you're in the headset to talk with your coaches who are up in the booth. And, for, you know, you, you like it's not just you. Anyway, I think that could. I don't know. What else? What else is there to it? <laughs> Get out there and win. Like now, if I had to coach, like say uh, peewee football or like high school football, where it's it's not this big, huge. You know, there's still assistant coaches and stuff, but you're like a lot more. Uh, I don't know, a lot more. I don't want to say accountability because obviously these NFL coaches are super accountable. Because if shit goes bad, who's the first one to go? The coach, even when they probably should be a little more patient. And say, all right, well, just give the guy, you know, he's been doing it for five weeks. Give him a chance. You know, you got to lose some to win some, I guess. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. You know, because it's just like, I think you could just motivate enough with that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, be serious. But don't be a total dick. And, uh, I don't know. How hard can it be? (laughs) Anyways, I don't know. I got to go. It's been 30 minutes. I really, I really need to go. Ah, I feel like there was more that I wanted to say to you, but I can't remember. Uh, no, I guess, I guess that's it. That's it for now. Oh, it's getting real hot. Time to turn on the AC. That's how I know it's time to go because I'm sweating now. I got this new shirt on, nice polo from Old Navy. I was in the office all last week and I realized very quickly it was very hot and it was very hot in that office. Uh... As far as like office attire, because the last time I was in an office was March of 2020. And then, you know, two times in October where it's relatively cool out. So long sleeves were just fine. And I wore Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. I wore long sleeves, you know, buttoned down, untucked. I was, you know, semi-casual, semi, you know, whatever. Sneakers most of the time, but good looking sneakers, you know, or maybe Chuck Taylor's maybe. Oh, that's what I want to tell you. I got something to tell you about Chuck Taylor. Anyway, uh, and and I just every day got hot. Like Tuesday wasn't so bad, and then Wednesday was a little bit hotter, and then Thursday was quite hot, and then Friday was just like, oh my god, it's just a bloodbath of of 
sweat and blood and no bath. Um, uh, but I desperately wanted a shower cause I was just like, Oh my God, it's so hot in here. I'm dying. Uh, but, but, but Thursday I had, uh, had the wife and kids go across the street to old Navy. I said, you just find me some polos. You know, you kind of, you know what I like find me some short sleeve stuff. Cause I'm going to be back in that office multiple times between now and the end of August, the end of September. And, uh, yeah, they got a couple, couple nice polos, a couple, uh, button down short sleeve i'm not really one for the short sleeve button down shirts but they they got uh one or two that looked pretty good and then i ordered some over the weekend that should be here in the next few days so yeah it's all good uh i ordered on saturday i went online and i because my my chuck taylors i wore last week they're a little you know they're getting a little worn out they're i don't know they're a year or two old i don't remember uh yeah i think they're close to two years old and uh so I went online and you can make your like custom uh design you know you can pick, I mean they have preset things you can pick like you know two different colors and different patterns zebra pattern all this other stuff and uh you can and then on the back uh, the the heel of the shoe they give you six spaces that you can write something your initials your name I said oh six spaces well that's easy M-F-N-K-I-D. So, yeah, and sometime in the next few weeks, I will have new <laughs> new Chuck Taylors on their way that say, <laughs> very faintly, I believe, but on the back it says M-F-N-K, M-F-N kid. So I'm very excited about that. All right, the AC's blasting. I got shit to do. Uh, I, I feel like there was one last thing, and now it's, it's slipped from my mind. Uh, so that's okay. Go to birthdayboyshop.com, get merchandise, go tell your friends about the podcast. You can hear it anywhere, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google, whatever. Wherever you get a podcast, you can get this podcast, right? So tell your friends, leave five-star reviews, leave all that good stuff, help a brother out, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. I don't know when next time will be, but we will talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.